Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. I just stopped Eddie from bringing up something, but you can say it now. No, I just, you know, we're talking about Dancing with the Stars, and I feel like, man, that's it's like, it was a pretty cool experience for you, huh? Like, that- Loved it. Just loved it so much. Didn't love every day. Didn't love the dancing. Didn't love a lot of the fans. Yeah. Because the hardcore fans of that show don't understand that it's a competition based on votes. Like, there's judges, half of it. Aside from that, a lot of the fans were great. Mm-hmm. It was a really wonderful experience for me because I got to train with a A-plus professional every day. Although they were gr- just grueling days, 10 hours, 11 hours at a time. But, like, Sharna, first of all, is, is great. But second of all, she's a world-class dancer. Mm-hmm. That would be like Mike Trout being like, hey, you want to take some some bad practice yeah. every day for three months and try to make you a better hitter? You know, that would be like Kyrie Irving going, hey, come up to Brooklyn. Let's work out for three months straight. Try to yeah. make you a better basketball player. So I got to do that. Made a lot of great friends. Still pretty connected to that show. And yeah, it's it's a dopey show. Meaning they bring people that are pseudo-celebrities. Hey, <laughs> I know what I am. You're just, I'm not a celebrity. You heard everyone say something there? <laughs> Listen, I know my role. Um, and... You know, you just you embarrass yourself. I mean, that show was really made yeah. so people that don't know how to dance embarrass themselves on national television in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, what about that live TV experience? You you were there for it. Yeah, I, I, that's what I remember was pretty cool. As it comes back on Monday, because all this stuff kind of starts racing back to me. Before the first episode, I was paralyzed with fear because I just I had never danced. I'd never got my dance right one time. The one I did, I did all red suit. I did Travis Tritt T R O U B L E. And I'd never got it right one time. And so when I got it right on the show, that's when I jumped up, hurt my shoulder, fell down. <laughs> Celebrated that a little was, too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very dramatic. But they put me, here's the thing about that show too. They put the people that are doing the best and like the votes at, at the top of the hour, like oh, yeah. at the very beginning of the show. There are spots that you want on this show. You want to be the first dancer, first or second dancer, or you want to be at the top of the hour after commercial because everybody's flipping channels because other shows have ended. Got it. So if it's a two-hour show, you either want to be first or second or, you know, seventh or wherever that next top of, or very last. Now, who told you that, though, or did some of you figure it out while you were there? A couple things that I was told after way after I left the show. One, I'm so curious about programming. I'm mm-hmm. curious about this show. I, you know, I do things here tease-wise, minutes, segments go certain places because of that. But I was like, hey, why do you put certain dancers? This is once I was gone from the show. And I had to go way up in the hierarchy to, yeah, to get, get someone answers. to answer this. And they said, uh, they, they explained it to me. Wow. You want to be first or second? You want to be top of the second hour because that's when people are flipping channels when their other show is over. So you want to grab them or you want to be at the end because you're, they're making people hold you. So my first dance, I was like fourth. I was in the worst spot you could be because who cares about me, right? Especially in their mind. They're in, they're in Hollywood. They didn't know you. They're they're. The L- LA. Hollywood. LA. <laughs> La La Land. So here comes this, this goober from Nashville or from Arkansas or from Austin, all around the same spot anyway, but around, the, you know, uh-huh. it's kind of, and they're like, well, we'll put him here. He'll be eliminated first. But after the first episode, you saw me go to very last. <laughs> episode two, I was very last. And I was also told by a high executive at one, a, after the show that our listeners voted for me so hard, I believe his words were in the finale I could have taken a dump on stage and just walked off and still won <laughs> that's amazing that's how loyal you are wow. that's how loyal you guys are I appreciate that that's but cool. and I don't know if I really could have 
but you should have done it, Bones. Just try it out. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? All right, he's done. Get him out of here. But I do, I, I do. I'm proud of that show because I wasn't supposed to win, and I got a lot better, and I hung in there, and I fought adversity, and um, we did it as a team. I was proud of myself. I made my friend a bunch of money. Oh yeah, she guys, <laughs> you made her some money. Who? Sharna? Who no, are you talking about? Your Roddick. friend. And, oh, because he bet, bet on, on me you. At Forty to one. That's right. And he bet a good amount of money, and I was like, like thousands. And I was like, <laughs> is it? Uh, I was like, hey, why in the world would you bet on me at forty to one? And he said, well, I didn't think you would win for sure. He said, but you, your odds are way better than forty to one, and you seem to pull everything out all the time, even if you're not supposed to. It was a good deal. And yeah, he, he thought the odds were good on it. Wow. And so he bet it and made a, and then donated it. Sorry, man. I, I I even didn't even think about it. I'm like, there's no way. That's just a waste. Yeah, you didn't believe in him. I didn't. Because remember, we would come here and we would say, like, what do you think the odds are? I'm like, dude, I love you, man. You're my boy, but I don't see you winning this thing. Ray, did you bet on me? Uh, so I said on the show that I bet on you, but I did not bet. On you. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> A lot of listeners did, though, and then I would see them collecting their checks. They really did, yeah, and they got paid out months later, but they were very, very happy. Which you still haven't been paid for your Donald Trump bet. We're talking in the next couple months. So you think you're going to make how much money on November 3rd, Election Day? $50,000. Well, hold on. Would it be November 3rd? Because it's January of 2021 if he if he— his new term would start. Correct. And then the next one would start. Yes. He doesn't have to win again. No. He's served his full four terms. That's That was it. The four years. So you bet $1,000 on Donald Trump at 50, 50 to, to 1, one odds. when he was, there was like five people left on the Republican yeah. side. And you still think that you're going to be paid $50,000 in January of 2021. Yeah. He f- fulfilled his job in office and there you go. Guys, what do you think about that? Nah, he's not getting it. He's not getting his money. (laughs) (laughs) Do you believe it with all your heart? Yeah. Uh, What do you think I've been so excited these last couple weeks for? I haven't noticed. Why did married? Yeah, I haven't noticed at all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? I don't, I haven't thought. (laughs) Sorry, dude, we didn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't catch that pep in your step. You can't tell it's Chipper Ray? Um, All right, so Amy's not here. You'll hear why in a second. We're going to get going with today's show. Thank you, guys. Uh, If you don't mind... If you will just write a nice note and say, hey, um, listen to the Bobby Bone Show. This is the podcast. And you tag me. Today, I'm, me, I'm being Bobby Claus. First of all, on my Instagram, I'm just going to give away money. I'm just going to post a post because I put your Venmo down below. I'm going to start giving away 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. I'll probably do one 100 as the grand prize. Yes. Also, if you tag, tag me, Mr. Bobby Bones, in the Bobby Bone Show, I'll just give some money to those people too. I got to do something because the company's not spending anything on promoting the show. So... If I got to spend it, I'll spend it. So, uh, yeah, hit it up there, too. All right, that's the deal. Enjoy the show. Bye, everybody. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. No Amy today. Now, she's not sick, but one of her kids is. And she had to take take him out of school yesterday. And she called, and she said, hey... Uh, so-and-so sick, they have cough, they got stomach issues. She said, I don't think it's corona because none of us have corona. She goes, they had, and, and the kids haven't been around anyone that would have corona. I said, the kids are at school with a bunch of other kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 she yeah, goes, yeah. oh, yeah, and think about that. <laughs> oh, boy. So she doesn't think that her kid has corona. She does not feel any illness. But I said, hey, just for everybody else on the show, chill at home, 
get a test. Okay. And we'll see what's up. Maybe she works from home tomorrow. I'm not sure. But, you know, if she comes in and happens to have it and you guys get sick, I'd be so upset at myself. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice of you. Well, Eddie, you're immune. I'm good till uh, late October, they told me. When your antibodies wear off? Yes. Dude, you can just go wild and free. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go <laughs> you can wild go and licking free. things. <laughs> no, not doing no, that. No, just, <gasps> just get on an airplane, breathe it in. Is that walker like the grocery store without a mask and then be like, hey, I have antibodies. Don't worry about hey, me. Hey, guys, all good. All good, Eric. <laughs> right. You know, I did see a story about how airlines have kicked off hundreds of people. Yeah. And then what happens when they get kicked off? They go on the no-fly list, which it's almost a terrorist list. Yeah. Like, you can't Because you're not get following the rule, right? More than 700 airline passengers banned in the United States for refusing to wear a mask. Now, I'm not going to go on a mask tangent here, but I'm going to say, if the rule mm. that has been set by the airline is to wear a mask, you have to wear a mask because they're a private company. Mm-hmm. They can say whatever they want. So... God love you if you don't believe in masks. That's on you. That's up to you. That's on you. You handle that in your own business. I'm not here for that right now. But I'm telling you, if that's the rule, stop trying to be wise guy and not wear a mask. Delta Airlines has been the strictest, putting 270 passengers on its no-fly list. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) United, Band about 150, Spirit about 128, Frontier 106, and Hawaiian Airlines 6. Is Southwest just letting everybody run wild and free, too? Maybe everyone's just cooperating there. Or. <laughs> they don't care too I, much. I saw a story online about a guy who was flying a four-hour flight, and he did the math. Because he knows if you're eating something, you get to keep your mask off. Ah, yes. So he, he took a, a can of Pringles, <laughs> and he took a bite of a chip every two and a half minutes. <laughs> counted the chips, and he made it all the way through without having to wear a mask. That's funny. <laughs> The only times he had to put it on was one to go to the bathroom and then to stand up and pick out his luggage. And his thing that wasn't that he was an anti-masker, but it was that, all right, these rules are so dumb. Like, it is pretty dumb that you, you can uh, take your mask off to eat, but you're in the same place that you are that you have to keep it on. Well, on that one, you have to wear your mask just to walk in the restaurant. Correct. But as soon as you get about 12 <laughs> inches lower in a chair, apparently Corona is only high. Right, right. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> But again, there's so much not known yeah. about it. Um, and Eddie, you've experienced it. I know? have, man. I've been through both sides of it. Didn't have it at first. Then I had it. Now I guess I still have it. I don't In know. Yeah. All right. No Amy today. We, we're uh, hoping she's going to be okay. All right. This is Chrissy from Rancho Cucamongo, California. Hey, Bobby. Hope you're doing well. I want to know what your guys' favorite 90s country song is. Just curious. And by the way, Amy, love your style. All right, we'll tell her. She's not here. (laughs) She's out with possible corona, but we'll tell her. Uh, Favorite 90s country song. I have a top three list. Coming in at number three on Bobby's favorite 90s country list, my first ever concert, Diamond Rio, Uh Meet in the Middle. It's tough to go down and find your favorite, though. It's hard, man. Even to make a top three list for me. So I was uh, maybe 12 or 13 years old. Church took us to Magic Springs theme park to watch Diamond Rio, my first ever concert. <laughs> Had terrible seats. Uh, and number two is a song from Brooks and Dunn called Neon Moon. Oh. I spend most every night beneath the light of a neon moon. What's funny is talking with Ronnie Dunn, the lead singer of that song, he says so many people have that as their wedding song, their first dance or... And he's like, that's a sad song about somebody being alone. Yeah. Being alone in a bar and a neon moon above them. <laughs> right. 
He said, I don't think some people listen to the words. They just kind of listen to it. It's a slow dance. They probably slow danced to it and fell in love. Said, That's a lonely song. And finally, my number one 90s country song is from Garth Brooks, If Tomorrow Never Comes. If tomorrow never comes Will she know how much I love her That was my first exposure to Garth. Yeah. Just that song and that record. And so I still have that. You know, Amy would say George Strait, and she may say Amarillo by Morning, but that might be late 80s. Oh, gosh, you're right. That's not 90s. Yeah. So so she'd probably go, like, check yes or no or something. Or uh, I bet the fireman, I bet that's 80s too, huh? Yeah. I was going to go to the fireman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amarillo by Morning, 1982. Dang. And then George Strait, the fireman, which I thought Amy may have guessed too, is uh, 1984. Wow, man. He's putting out the jams way back yeah, in the day. Was. Eddie, what's your favorite 90s song? God, dude, this was hard. But you know what? And I loved Garth. Garth was my favorite artist in the 90s. Uh, huge fan. But uh, I have to pick one now. When this comes on, it's my jam. And it's at the cusp of 1990 and 2000s. But it's something like that, Tim McGraw. Really? Dude, this is my jam. She was killing me in that I, don't, th- I don't hear 90s Tim McGraw on this. Really? Like, I know it is, <laughs> but I think 90s Tim McGraw, Indian Outlaw, Don't Take the Girl. I had to double check. I'm like, is this 90s? Because to me, when this comes on, and it's, it screams 90s to me, and I love it. Yeah, okay. Turn it up a little bit. It is a jam. All right, Lunchbox, what's your favorite 90s country song? Oh, man, this is easy. This is to all the haters that didn't think I was going to go anywhere in the world. And it's How Do You Like Me Now, Toby <laughs> Keith. How do you like me now? Whoa. How do you like me now? Now that I'm on my way, you still think I'm crazy. Standing here today, I couldn't make you love me. There you go. Call the haters. Uh, 99 too. Well, was somebody questioning him? Yeah, well, I was wondering. Yeah, I'm like, Eddie when was this? Said, what year? 1999. There's another hater in Lunchbox. <laughs> and <laughs> no, you got no. it right. How do you exactly. like me now? Exactly. I wasn't hating. Uh, Morgan, what's your favorite 90s song? You're old, but you were born in? I was born in 93. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I did listen to a lot of 90s country music, but really anything Shania Twain. I am a huge Shania fan, but favorite of all time is Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you have one? Yeah, this is one that everybody always sang at the talent shows, usually the girls, but it seemed like all the 90s, it was Achy Breaky Heart, Billy Ray Cyrus. All the girls sang this? I thought it was going to go Strawberry Wine, which was up there. And so I was like, you know what? I kind of like this song. So I think I heard it that many times in the 90s that I ended up being fine with it. If I'm going to speak for Amy, I'm going to do this song from George Strait from 1990. I came home from school. I got sent home, home from school one day with a shiner on my eye. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it up I a little bit, right? I was against the rules and it didn't matter why. When Dad got home, I told that story just like I'd rehearsed. Then stood there on those trembling knees and waited for the worst. And he said, let me tell you a secret. About a father's love, a secret that my daddy said was just between us. 
He said daddies don't just love their children every now and then It's a love without end, amen I got chills That's Come a on. great one I don't know that she would have picked that one for sure We can ask her when she comes back But that was the one that or 1992, I crossed my heart. Oh, pure country? Come mm-hmm. on. I know. <sighs> yeah, it's tough. Let's do it with George Strait because he's got so many. Blue Clear Sky, 1996. He does like that one. Mm-hmm. That's that's a fun one. Give me some Blue Clear Sky, Raymundo, from George Strait. Because this is a jam, too. I can still make Cheyenne. Oh, that's a great one. George Strait coming at you. Here we go. <laughs> country all the time. That's right. We are the wolf, the bull, the moose. All right. 84.7. Here we go with some George Strait. You swear you had enough. You're ready to give up on that little lie they call love. Then out of the blue clear sky, falling right into your hand. Like rain on the desert sand. It's the last thing you had planned Then out of the blue clear sky Come on, sing it, Ross. Here she comes and walking, talking true love Saying I've been looking for you There you go, there you go, there you go. Alright, those are our favorite 90s songs. Uh, thank that was you. not easy, by the way. Pick a favorite 90s, there's so many good ones. I know, 1999, George Strait, write this down. Great one. Like, I was like, do I go Mark Chestnut? Do I go Joe Diffie? I know. I struggle with Diffie a little bit. But, again, probably outside the jukebox is one of my favorites, too. Sammy Kershaw. Do we have to play something 90s now, though? <laughs> yes, Should we? I mean, for we've, sure. We've done a whole segment on it. Eddie, what's a food that you hate? Just hate. Olives. Okay. Don't Lunchbox, like what's a food that you hate? Broccoli. Okay. Morgan, what's a food that you hate? Steak. Yeah, but you just wouldn't eat it. Like, you, you're a vegetarian. But I've tried it. It's bad. I hate it. But what is something that you like? You just do not like, but you okay. would possibly eat? Celery. There's oh, no taste in celery. Weird. It's just gross. The texture, it's weird. Yeah, Ra- Raymundo, like you? I'm going to have to go with tomatoes. Okay. And I would go with peanut butter. Hate mm-hmm. peanut butter. So what we're going to do tomorrow, keep notes. We're going to bring all this no, in. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Oh, all, no. And we're all going to try what we hate. I've never had a bite of peanut butter in my life. <laughs> oh, no. I hate the smell of it. I hate the taste of it, except I never tasted it. But I will try a small spoonful of peanut butter on the show tomorrow. This is not good. Everyone has to try what they just said they hated. <laughs> Oh, man. On the show live tomorrow in a in a pretty substantial bite. Mm. Oh, we should have lied. I haven't, but had you didn't know why. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing. No M and M's. I hate M and M's. I hate donuts, I, especially from Duncan. Um, okay, uh, everybody, good. Yeah. Uh, Mike, did you have the list there? Make I have peanut butter, okay. olives, M&Ms. olives. Lunchbox ha- hates broccoli. Uh, I haven't had broccoli since I was ten. Morgan hates celery, weird. which is. <laughs> And then Ray hates tomatoes. Maybe our taste buds have changed. Possibly. Because I can eat all the stuff that you guys like. Who likes peanut butter? Oh, me. Me. Love me. it. Me. I'll, I'll eat your peanut butter. That's what I'm saying. No, I mean, okay. So we'll do that on tomorrow's show. That'll be fun, huh? Yeah, yeah I guess. We'll do it like... <laughs> <laughs> also, go back and check out the podcast from yesterday's show where Clay Walker was in and he played. He just played parts of five different songs. It was amazing. So check out the podcast. Rarely do we get to put music up in the podcast. But Clay Walker is up if you want to check it out. I read an article that 
Guys are sabotaging online reviews of women's shows so they don't have to watch them. Oh, that's funny. Because then they'll all go and put bad reviews, and if they look and they're like, oh, this is it's getting 26% of Rotten Tomatoes. It's funny. Which makes the girl go, you know what, you're right. Maybe we don't watch that. <laughs> Some number crunchers behind the scenes of online streaming services have figured out that men are sabotaging the online reviews. Researchers have seen an increase in online male reviews for Sex in the City, Grey's Anatomy, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and not positive reviews, just reviews from men. <laughs> There's also been an increase in men reviewing movies aimed at women, the Lifetime movies, the Hallmark movies, ID Channel movies. What's the thing that, that your girl makes you watch, your wife or your girlfriend, that you would rather not have to? And mm-hmm. I'll go first. She'll flip on Bravo sometimes. I don't mind Housewives. And some of the Housewives I actually like to watch. New York's fine with me. The Beverly, the Beverly Hills ones, they just dress up too, they're too extreme in their interview segments. Okay. Um, but then Below Deck, sometimes that'll be on Bravo. Do you like that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Do you ever watch Below Deck on this show? I got you on See, that Sometimes it's fun. That's a it's decent hilarious. show. Ugh. Not for me. I'd review that one bad. Eddie? Oh, mine's my wife likes to watch those home and garden shows like the House Hunters. I'm, I'm over that crap. They, you know, they just go through the whole house, and then the, the, the couple discuss what they like and don't like about it. It's like, why are we, it's like, what's like not even our house? Why are we going through this pain? Lunchbox? I wish I could say Project Runway, but I've become a fan, so I'm going to say <laughs> love it or list it. It's where they, they um, have the house, and they want to sell it, but they have these two people come in, and they remodel it, and if they still don't like it, they list it. But if they love it, they stay at their house. So dumb. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. There are a lot of house shows, huh? Yeah, oh. lots of them. They're all terrible. Raymundo. Uh, wives with Knives. <laughs> I guess I've never even heard of these shows. I've never heard of that one. It's on the ID channel, and it's usually on the Saturday morning when I'm just trying to relax, and it's about women that tried to kill their dudes, and they interview the women, some of them in jail. They reenact some of it. It's bloody, and th- these women do have knives, and they go after their dudes. There was a story I saw about a hitman. Where this woman, as a birthday present to herself, tried to hire a hitman to kill her husband's mistress. Oh my goodness! And she did it on her birthday. Wow, that's her. That was as her a birthday, birthday wish? present to herself. Wow, <laughs> women are crazy. Man. A woman in Florida tried to hire a hitman to kill her husband's mistress, and she wanted the job done before the 26th of the month because that was her birthday, mm. and this was a birthday gift to herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the hitman turned out to be an undercover cop, and she was arrested on two felony charges. She offered $2,000 for the job. Boy, if there's someone working that cheap, you got to question either they're not going to do that good a job or they're just going to run off with the money. Or two, it's a cop. Yeah. Like a hitman is something you need to save up for for a long time and make sure you get a good one. It's like a refrigerator or car tires. Sucks to buy it. It does. <laughs> but get the good it, one. But, you, but if you don't get the good one, you're not going to get a good result from it. And how do you find a hitman? Where do you go? Google? Well, I remember uh, somebody created that fake site like hitmanforhire.com as a joke. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then someone actually used it to try to hire a hitman. It's <laughs> terrible. Hey, Mike D, will you Google how do I hire a hitman? No. <laughs> Hard pass. Said, no. Are you Googling it? Yeah, I'm not scared of that. They come kicking in the door. <laughs> here they come. Oh, here. First one that comes up hire a killer, hire a hitman, hire an assassin, Russian. Hitman. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to go. But that. what are you clicking? Click whatever's Russian, click it. It's a. Oh, no, it, that sounds like a weird website. And it says, can you really hire a hitman on the dark web? That's from New York Post. Oh, that's where you get one, probably? Yeah. Oh, hire a hitman. Follow a list of hitman services. Hire a hitman.pw. He should call one up. No. Ask for prices. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. 
People go to jail. Just prices, inquiring. What about, oh, um... Susie's list or whatever it's called. <laughs> oh, Angie's list. Angie's list. Angie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, guys are sabotaging shows, and I thought that was hilarious. Bobby Bonchon, the latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's thirty second skinny. Thomas Rhett shared another new song on his Instagram. It's called "That'll Be Us Someday." Right now feels like forever. It's a million miles away But I can't see us together My love, that'll be us someday Brad Paisley described what his post-pandemic driving concerts would look like. When this is all over, I'd like to do it without the restrictions. I would love to celebrate by doing the biggest drive-in thing you can imagine but you, you can go say hi <laughs> to the other cars. Somebody can come through, you know, and wait on you with refreshments as opposed to having to bring your own or whatever. We could sell concessions. That would be nice. We didn't even do that. Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line talked about a job he did before he became a singer. I polished silverware at Maggiano's for like <laughs> seven months, probably, in hopes to just be a server there. And I love Maggiano's, and it was definitely an experience that I'll never forget. But... I am definitely thankful for everything I learned there and polishing silverware and talking about learning patience and all that, but definitely something I'm grateful to have moved on from. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Workers at an animal shelter in Lawrenceville, Georgia, threw a special birthday party for a dog named Brownie to celebrate his second birthday and also to help him get adopted. Brownie got to relax in a pool full of water, chase some tennis balls. He also got special cake and homemade treats. And at the end of the party, he got his very own photo shoot, during which he was joined by some friends. The hope is that these birthday party pictures make people go, let's adopt those dogs, especially Brownie. Yeah. Nobody's adopted Brownie <laughs> yet. The story's from WMAZ-TV. So let's go. Let's go, Brownie, Lawrenceville, Georgia. Let's get you adopted. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Kentucky. A man had a suspended driver's license, had no license plate, and he's like, but I got to go run some errands. So he got a piece of paper, some magic marker, drew a license plate, nice. put it on the car. As he was running his errands, cops saw him, pulled him over, and busted him for a fake license plate and driving on a suspended license. I wonder what the move would be there. If you got to get out, do you fake draw one? Do you not put one on? I mean, you look at those temp ones, they look pretty easy to make, right? But do you just write dealer tags or something? <laughs> I'd just steal one from another car. Oh, okay. uh, see? <laughs> we don't have the criminal mind to think about that. Okay, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. Let's play a round of Riddle Me This. It's a kid's riddle game. All you have to do is get the riddle right. Lunchbox, Eddie, Morgan, no Amy today. Oh, oh come on. I'm going to give you five riddles. Write your answers down. We do it a little different today. All right. Riddle number one, and you'll have 15 seconds after I read the end of the riddle. What has a face and two hands, but no arms or legs? What has a face and two hands, but no arms or legs? Clock starts now. Five seconds. Time is up. 
Lunchbox, what has a face and two hands but no arms or legs? Clock. Eddie? I have a clock. Morgan? Clock. You're all correct. One point in. <laughs> all right, question two. Riddle me this. What belongs to you, but others use it more than you do? What belongs to you, but others use it more than you do? Clock starts now. What belongs to you, but others use it more than you do? Riddle me this. Lunchbox, I need to answer. Yeah, your name. Correct. Eddie. I have your name. Morgan. I have your phone. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Or your phone number. Your phone number is good. I, I, I wasn't even a phone number, but it was a kid. Yeah, that's a good one, too. All right. Riddle number three. It flies around all day, but never goes anywhere. What is it? It flies around all day, but never goes anywhere. What is it? Riddle me this. Yeah, 15 seconds to think about it. All right, guys. Need an answer now. Lunchbox. It flies around all day, but never goes anywhere. What is it? I put time. Incorrect. Eddie. I put time. Incorrect. Morgan, to tie it back up. I put air. No, a flag. <laughs> it flies all day. Oh, a flag. That, that does make sense it when does. you say it like that. But time flies. Yeah. But hey, air flies too. <laughs> Here we go. When the water comes down, when it rains, I go up. What am I? When the water comes down, when it rains, I go up. What am I? Say it one more time. When the water comes down, when it rains, I go up. What am I? When the water comes down, when it rains, I go up. What am I? All right, time. Lunchbox? Steam. Steam. Okay. Incorrect. Yeah, when it the Scientifically. Eddie. Um, <laughs> umbrella. Correct. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> Morgan. Yeah, I did have that. Uh, precipitation. <laughs> <laughs> Precip- precipitation numbers. <laughs> Last one, guys. Wow, yeah, you're going to win this. Last one, we'll guys. We'll Dang, I'm disappointed in myself. I should have got that one. What ship has two mates but no captain? What ship has two mates but no captain? Riddle me this. 10 seconds left. I might just be in the right headspace today. What ship you have to be for this? Yes, yeah. you do. What ship yeah. has two mates but no captain? All right, lunchbox? Chess. <laughs> Incorrect. I don't understand. Morgan? <laughs> I ain't got nothing. <laughs> Eddie? Man, I'm telling you, I, it just came right right away. Relationship. That's correct. That's oh, correct. Two mates, but no, yeah, two mates, but no captain. A relationship. Oh, there he God. is. Eddie wins. Yeah. Nice job, man. Woo. I think he won two riddles. Riddles me this is in the world. Hey, I'll take it. That's I'm great. usually not very good at this game. That is great. All right, nice job. Nice thank job. Thank you, thank you. Before I get over to this mailbag, I just got a text. Because what happens when I go do this uh, TV show is they send a car to get me to make sure I'm not late. I'm not late to anything, but they're like, we're going to send a car and make sure you're at the airport on time and make sure you get home on time. And I was like, you know, I don't need a car. I'll be fine. I can drive myself. And I get everywhere on time for sure. But, you know, they insist. I'm not going to argue too much. So here you go. I just got this text. 
I just got a call that your driver on August 30th tested positive for COVID. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I think you've been tested several times since then. They just wanted to let you know they found out over the weekend. Oh. The 30th? Today's the 9th. Yeah. So by now, I'd probably have a symptom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you escaped that one. (laughs) Amy's not here today because... One of our kids is sick oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with a cough. And Did you ever have stomach issues? No. Never had stomach issues. So, but yeah, how about that? They're like, take a car. Dang, man. <laughs> Isn't that crazy knowing that now? Like, knowing that you were in that same car with that dude? Uh, I had a mask on. He had a mask on. Okay. So, that's, so I mean, that, pro- hey, that probably helped. I would think it at least helped me you a know? bit. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's open up the mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. Hello, Bobby. I recently caught a neighbor who did not clean up after her two dogs on my security camera. And it's not the first time this has happened. But this time I actually have proof of it, so I decided to shame this woman. I took a screen grab from my security footage and posted pictures with her face on them on the neighborhood Facebook page. Needless to say, she was quite upset and confronted me to ask me to take down the post. After I said no, she made her own post with a picture of my house in the group along with a rude paragraph detailing the incident to make me look like a bad guy for posting her face. I now feel like I'm being shamed for shaming the person who doesn't clean up after her dogs. I don't think I'm completely in the wrong here, but I didn't mean to create all this drama in my neighborhood. I just thought she should be called out. Was it too far? Wanted to get your thoughts if I should apologize. Stephen K. That's pretty funny, huh? Funny. Um, Here are my thoughts before I play some voicemails back. My thoughts are, if it's on your security footage... And it happened in your yard and you want to post it, you can. But she has every right to be ticked at you for putting her face up. I probably would have. <laughs> what, posted her picture? If over and over again her dogs are pooping in my yard and I'm like, you got to stop that. And it's not, I might have done it. Mm. But you also have to face the repercussions. But I probably, me, I probably wouldn't go apologize. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, tell your dogs not to poop in the yard. Yeah. It's a learning, learning moment for us both. What would you do, Eddie? Look, man, I, I just, whatever happened to old-fashioned, like, all right, I busted you. Look, face-to-face, here's the footage. You keep, Your dog keeps pooping in the yard. Stop. Stop, or we're going to have some problems. This guy went straight to the Facebook page. I think it's a little too far. For what? If she's not hurting any anyone. She, it, it'll, I think. If someone's dropping litter in your yard yeah. every day and just throwing garbage in yeah. your yard. I would wait outside, and then when he walked up to throw litter, I'd be like, all right, that's it. You and me, mano y mano. No, you wouldn't, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, who knows if you're waiting outside at the right time? They come by 23 and a half uh-huh. other hours uh-huh. of the day. But what's the Facebook page going to do? Make her stop. I guarantee you that dog will not poop in that yard again. I guarantee okay. you. There will be know. no poop coming out of that dog's butt in her yard. I don't know. All the shaming is for a reason. Like, shame, shame. I'm going to shame you. I'm going to shame you. They're just doing the same thing to each other. Let's Lunch- just settle it one-on-one. On one. Lunchbox. A lady with the camera needs to get over herself. She is so rude and unnecessary. The I guy love- with the camera. Guy, what an insane difference. Listen. The dog poops. That's what happens. When you take your dog for a walk, it poops. It happens. It, sorry it happens in your yard, but no need to go put them on Facebook. Now, I mean, it's just going to start a war. You, <laughs> what they say, two wrongs don't make a right. Oh, good one. I don't think this was a wrong. Oh, come on. Dude, I never- It happened up. and hurt. You don't clean up after your dogs. I know. And one time, I was walking the dogs, and they pooped in someone's yard, and by the time I got back around the neighborhood, someone had picked it up and put it on my doorstep. Like, L- what does that do? Love it. They God. should do that. Uh, they're Don't so, be pooping in people's yards. People are so annoying. Uh, here is Jennifer from North Carolina. If it's in your yard, 
Yes. If not, I'd say not worry about it. I love y'all. Have a good one. That was in her yard, so <laughs> his yard. Don't worry about it. All right, here's one more. Hey, Bobby, on the dog poop. Great idea. I think everyone should be posted on social media that does not pick up after their dog. That's crazy. Stop that. Stop <laughs> everyone. It happened in her yard. Her cameras caught it. There you go. Can you imagine how polluted the internet would be with a bunch of pictures of dogs pooping in people's yards for no reason? I don't know that person. We'll put this up on Facebook and you guys can answer the question. Was this okay? Just go to Bobby Bone Show on Facebook. We'll post it up there right now. The Bobby Bone Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Man, I love cereal. It's one of my favorite things in the whole world. I love cereal. I love smoothies. I love soup. If I could eat those every day, I'd just be happy. There's a new cereal, the Oatmeal Cream Pie Cereal, which I used to love oatmeal cream pies. Back in the day, I'd save up and I'd buy a box, and I'd buy a few boxes at once. Don't get me wrong. I didn't save up all for that one box. Mm. I would get this. I would get Star Crunches. Oh, those are so good. And then I would get Marshmallow Pies. Yes. And so I would get those three, and then I'd have them for like a week. It was amazing. (laughs) But the Oatmeal Cream Pie Cereal is about to launch. So imagine your oatmeal cream pie, but in a cereal, and you can $3.99 or $5.69 for the big old box that hit stores in December. How does that sound to you, Eddie? It sounds good. I'll try it. It doesn't sound amazing. I'm not, I don't love oatmeal pies. You didn't love no. oatmeal pies? Mm-mm, no. What was your favorite, little Debbie? Uh, don't pop- say Nutter Butters, because you'll kick, get kicked out of the room. No, I would I would say the, the Ho-Ho's. Or the, like, the little... The like, Swiss Rolls? The Swiss Rolls, yes. Get the name right. Yes, yes. Swiss my rolls. grandma used to eat Swiss rolls. So that good. was hers. Uh, you and my grandma have a lot in common. <laughs> no, we don't. Same age. <laughs> There's a candy factory that's basically doing something Willy Wonka style. They're giving away golden tickets to tour the factory. The creator of Jelly Belly is giving away a candy factory Willy Wonka style. So I was like, all right, I'm quitting. I'm done. I'm retiring. So he's holding a contest where people can search for necklaces hidden in each state. And the 50 winners will be entered into a drawing to actually win the candy factory. But what kind of taxes you got to pay on that thing? The upkeep. <laughs> That's what you think about. Yeah. How much to pay everybody to keep working because I don't want anyone losing their job. Mm-hmm. Like, do I even want the candy factory? Yeah. A guy named David Klein is the founder of Jelly Bean, Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. I don't even love jelly beans. Yeah, je- Jelly Belly, those are the ones that kind of have a lot of cool flavors. Mm. Well, so here's how the contest works. He's gone to all 50 states, and he's hidden a special necklace in each state. For $50 at thegoldticket.com. Sounds like a the golden ticket, the gold <laughs> ticket. Pretty close. You can get a ticket to a scavenger hunt for the necklace in your state. And if you find it, you get $5,000. You get a tour, and then you're in the drawing to win the factory. But when you're in the tour, though, is that dude going to come up in the middle, like Slug- Slugworth, and kind of ask you to steal a secret thing from there? <laughs> I, Eddie, I don't know. I've seen that movie in so long. I don't even get the reference. I know the girl ended up purple and floating yeah, up. Yeah, Violet. That's about it. Uh, finally, Kane Brown and Caitlin will get organized with the Home Edit on Netflix. So the Home Edit's an organizing company. It's two women. I, I know them. They've uh, organized my closet before, which is really, really cool. But Netflix is doing a series on them, and Kane Brown and uh, Caitlin will be part of that. So it's up today. I think this is up today. So you can check it out and... They did the pantry as part of the reorganization. Anything new on Netflix you're watching? Mm, new? No. Uh, what did I see that was on there? Uh, no, nothing new. I watched, um, I started Last Chance You season three, Independence, Kansas. That coach is funny. Really? 
Well, he was a quarterback in Compton. He's like this fat white guy, and he's got a bad mouth. And I don't know. He's just funny. He's just, they called him like Eminem. He was the other guys were like he was the Eminem of our team. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. But 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 now he's an adult and he's coaching in Independence, Kansas. Okay. But I'm, and that's a couple years old at this point. But I'm I'm getting into Last Chance You, and so is Caitlin. By the way, that's why we watch it. We both like it. All right, that's your pile. Thank you very much. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news with producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Marcus Holly, he lives in Omaha, Nebraska, and he's got three kids. And during the quarantine, learn at home kind of thing, he started figuring out that his kids need desks to do schoolwork. So he went and bought supplies, and he made little desks for them. He said, you know what? This is a little easier than I thought, so I'm going to start doing this for other people that need that. So he put the word out. He started making desks for people, charging them the limited amount of money they needed just for the supplies. He said, man, this feels good. I'm helping people, and I can do this. So now he's continuing to do it, but it started to get a little expensive. He got an anonymous donation of $1,000 from someone that said, hey, Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, so he's still doing it. He's got to go fund me. And he says, quote, I feel like you just haven't lived until you've helped somebody. And I totally feel that. That's amazing. There you yeah. go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy's not here today. So instead of one of us doing the morning corny in her place, all three of us are going to do it. The morning corny. Up first, Eddie. All right, Bobby, I think Amy would want me to do this. Bobby, do you need an arc? Uh, no. <laughs> Just say, do I need an arc? <laughs> oh, oh. I'm totally thrown off. I'm used to being Amy. Just say, do oh. I need an arc? Do I need an arc? <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I don't even think you delivered it right. Oh, what? wow, it's a no. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, that's not a repeater one. Oh, okay, so you just say no, and then I say, I know a guy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just go. Next person, please. All right. Uh, next up will be Lunchbox. <laughs> the Morning Corny. Why do ducks have tail feathers? Why do ducks have tail feathers? To cover their butt quacks. All right. <laughs> okay. Shout out. That's for you, Amy. And then uh, finally. <laughs> the Morning Corny. Why do melons have weddings? Why, you want me to read that? Why do melons have weddings? Because they can't elope. Okay. <laughs> See you, Amy. We'll always remember you. Yeah, it's for you, Amy. It's in your that honor. Was the morning right. corny. She's, she's alive. That was terrible. <laughs> Got a lot of feedback about you pushing your kid off the boat over the weekend. Is that right? So Eddie has a seven-year-old who did not want to jump off the top level of the boat, so Eddie just pushed him off. Yeah. And so Lunchbox went around, first of all, and talked to people about this. All right, here's the first clip. Good parenting, I well, guess. Why? He why? did it out of love, and he didn't hurt him. I guess it's good parenting. Yeah, he did it out of love. He wanted him to show him how fun it was. Yeah, good parenting. Because it's like he didn't make fun of him after doing it. He didn't tease him. He didn't treat him bad. So good parenting. All right. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You're welcome. You have a good one, too. And he did have a life jacket on. Well, yes. Yeah, he's safe. All right. Bad. Why? The baby didn't want to get in the water. He didn't pressure him to get in the water. But after that, the kid loved the water. Oh, uh, no. Nah. <laughs> he still let him do it on his own. Okay, so bad parent. Yeah. So what? What? what if you got to say something to him, what, what should I tell him? Don't do that no more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did most listeners say to you about that? Uh, I got a lot of both, you know, a little half and half of like, that's great parenting. Teach him a lesson. And then that's terrible. All right, here's one more. That was a good parenting. Make him get overcome your fear. 
Yeah, because he ended up loving it. After that, he did it all the time. That, that's good. He helped him overcome his fear. And here's some voicemails. This is Becky from Kernersville, North Carolina. I pushed, well, my ex-boyfriend pushed my son off the boat and his finger got lodged in the little door. And so he doesn't have but a little tiny nub. So I don't know if I'd ever do that again. But that's a whole different situation. Yeah, yeah. Your ex-boyfriend sounds like a oh. goober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here's this one. Hey, Bobby, Eddie's kid ought to be lucky. Had it been my father, he'd have thrown me in a second time. But that's the way it goes. It's a learning lesson. All right, one more. When I was a kid and we went to summer camp, the counselors threw us in the lake if we did not want to go swimming. So I don't think that that's bad parenting because if a counselor can do it and I turn out okay, I think he'll be all right. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Looking at the percentages online on the show, it's about 55-45 good parent. All right, good. Good. I got the majority. But your son ended up liking it. Would he jump off now? Look, man, I still even asked him last night, hey, are you still mad at me when I, when I push up the boat? He goes, no, I'm not mad at you. That was fun. <laughs> All right. All right, here's a call. Bobby, it's like 10 p.m. right now, but I just saw your story on Instagram that you told Caitlin that you love her. That's amazing. I hope you talk about it tomorrow. Did you see that, Eddie? I missed it. Whoa. <laughs> I missed this. So is this real? It is. Well, if you're new to the show, I had never told anybody that ever. My whole life. Wow. And oh. so, but it didn't just happen. It happened weeks ago. Amy knows already. I wish she was yeah. here to talk about this because it feels weird to just talk about it with a couple of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. t- tell us more, Bones. I'm like, hey, right, yeah, you launch a box. <laughs> Get down on the knee and say it. No, no, oh. no. But um, yeah, that that's wait. Can, that can, happened. can you talk a little bit about how you got to that point? You know, like how. Yeah, you, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I was finding every way to say it without actually saying it. Like, and I would say all kinds of things. Like, like what? You mean the world to me. I'm absolutely <laughs> crazy about you. I would just say everything except it. When I really meant it, It would, for me, it was just, just, just say the word. Uh. I could get my mouth. I couldn't, I just couldn't get it to come out of my mouth because, again, that was never said to me as a kid. Mm. I've never said it in that way to a human ever. I've joked around and been like, ah, I love you, man. But I've never said that to anyone. No, no girlfriends, no, no anything. And so... For me, you get But yeah, it was weeks ago. And what was the scenario? We were just watching TV. Oh, that's it. Because I didn't want it to be at oh. a big moment where I was just like yelling it or saying it because we were in the middle of something cool. Mm. I wanted it to be gra- a grounded "I love you," and that's what it was. And so it was very just normal times. wasn't influenced by any big factor, and that's it. But listen. This relationship is so much different than every other relationship I've ever had. In what way? In every way. Like, the other ones were, like, elementary school, mm. and I'm in college now. Like, those other ones, they, they just, it, you know how you look back at high school relationships? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, eh, those don't really mean anything. That's what the every other relationship feels like at this point. So, finally, I had to just go, all right. And then someone asked us on our Instagram story. We were doing a and a on my Instagram. Mm. And they were like, and I was like, I'm just going to say it. Just tell them. So I did. I said, yeah, yeah. And then people lit up. Wait, wait, wait. What was her reaction? She fall off the couch? She start crying? Did no, she... none of that. She said, I love you too. Duh. It was pretty simple like that? Like pretty like, oh, I love you. Okay, She cool. was just waiting for me to say it. I already knew it, by the way. <laughs> I just hadn't said it. And so she, was, she wasn't going to say it first because she knows my history. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how was her reaction though? Was she it just was kinda, great. No big deal? No, it was a big deal. 
of course it was a big deal, but it was um, it was, it was great. It wasn't we didn't throw a party or we didn't cry. <laughs> okay, yeah. but did you afterwards stop? Um, no, <laughs> so yeah, that 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 was it. Ray, how do you feel about that? Did you I, know? Yeah, I saw. I didn't know that okay. you guys had said that, but I saw the Instagram story, and that just sounded like a very genuine moment. You guys were being honest. It recently happened, and you did finally say it. Yeah, I wonder if she had told your girlfriend yet. Uh, but that's not something my fiance would tell me. You guys don't have the rule where there are no secrets. Well, and I don't. I don't deal with chick talk. Like. Me either. <laughs> I'm the same way. Chick talk. I when she, they, she has her little girly girly talk, I'm like, you know, I'm good. Uh, I don't need to know any gossip. I'm fine. Um, Amy knew. Because I think Amy had been telling her for a long time. Because her and Amy are really close. And Amy was like, you know he loves you. Relax. Or whatever their talk mm-hmm, was. Mm-hmm. And so she went and told Amy almost immediately. And I was like, at least let me tell Amy. <laughs> Amy's been my best friend for years. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's cool, man. It's pretty cool. It's a big, wow. that's a big, deal. It's a big deal in your life. To, yeah, to, in my life it is. Yeah. I think most other 12-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I just grew up a different way than most people. Um, but yes, it was a massive deal. And... You know, this is just a completely different level of anything else. Nothing else even feels real except for this. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that voicemail. Uh, Here is a voicemail. Morning, studio. My fiance and I think you should bring back Never Gonna Get It. Peace and love. Yeah, that's a tough question game. We can play in a second. Never Gonna Get It. Remember this? We play this, and then I'd ask you a really hard question. Yes. And And most of the times we wouldn't get it. You'd have until the break. Yeah. To get it, and then I would go, you'll never get it. And you never would, really. Yeah. yeah. All right, you asked for it. Here you go. Uh, it's going to be a tough question. About one in six drivers have one of these in their car right now, although they probably shouldn't. About one in six drivers have one of these in their car right now, although they probably shouldn't. What is it? Think about it. I tell you what, if you get it right, I give you twenty bucks. Oh my god! But they shouldn't have. I think that's all I have in my wallet. Uh, Up for grabs, twenty Benjis. Nice. All right, one in six drivers have one of these in their car right now, although they probably shouldn't. What is it? The question mm. in our segment we call "Never Gonna Get It." Was about one in six drivers have one of these in their car right now, although they probably shouldn't. What is it? Let's go around the room here. Eddie? My first thought was open beer can, but it's too early for that right now. So I'm going to go with an expired license plate. Incorrect. Never going to get it. Uh. Morgan, what do you think it is? Well, I was going to say alcohol, too. Mm. He didn't say that, though. I know. I think I'm going to go with alcohol. Incorrect. One of six. That'd be terrible, right? <laughs> Lunchbox, about one in six drivers have one of these in their car right now. And they shouldn't have it, which makes it sound illegal. But maybe they don't need it because it's not raining outside, so it's an umbrella. Oh, well. What? They shouldn't have it? Well, okay, I don't know. interesting, interesting. <laughs> okay. Incorrect, but uh. interesting. <laughs> and finally, Raymundo for $20. Go ahead. A picture of an X. Yeah! Oh, that's not right either. <laughs> I'm going to humor that with the, the drama oh. of waiting to see. Is it? Ray, you're on to something with that picture on the speedometer. What is it? How people put that picture up there and you can't see how fast you're going. No, not one in six drivers are in ninth grade. 
An unrestrained when kid. When we get our first car, we put up a girl. Uh, uh, the, it's a, a, a lit warning light on the dashboard. Oh, yeah. They have that in their car. Oh, okay. Man. So, nobody makes $20. Okay. Next, can, we, can we play this tomorrow again? Yeah, we'll give you another shot tomorrow. You like that? Yeah, I love it. Uh, so, I bet you, you've been wondering who's been listening to yes, this segment. Who is I found it? out that every day between uh, Central Time, between 7.30 and 8, this person listens to the show. He's over 80 years old. Any guess? Over 80 years oh. old. Willie Nelson. Incorrect. Lunchbox? Bob Barker. Incorrect. Oh. He lives in Oklahoma. Oh, 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 over oh. 80 years old, Oklahoma. Barry Switzer. I was going to say Jerry Jones, but he's Incorrect. not. Correct. He's not in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Raymond, any guests there? I've seen this one. Oh, you have? You can tell him. Tell them? Yeah, it's fine. Is it a, re- it's a relative, right? It's Kalen's grandpa. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, he didn't even know I had a radio show. <laughs> no, he just listens. I wanted some guy. No, 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 no. One of the guys that he works with. On the farm or ranch or, get, or just with horses. I know he has uh-huh. horses. I was like, hey, you know, Caitlin's boyfriend's on the radio. And he's like, huh. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> so he listens every day. I tell you, he's, a, he, he's won a bunch of state championships in Oklahoma, when, girls basketball. He's still an assistant coach. Oh, wow. He was the head coach for a long time. He's the assistant coach now. Yesterday at practice, this is just a fun story. His name's Jim, by the way. Okay. I've met him once. This is a fun story. Yesterday at practice, he's coaching, and the girls were complaining about shooting free throws. I'm like, this is stupid. Let's shoot. I don't want to shoot free throws. And it's like the three Fs, your feet, your focus, and your fingers. Like, put them in the candy jar when you're done shooting the, uh, shooting the free throw. Yeah. It's like every time you finish. And they're like, okay, well, if you're so good, why don't you shoot free throws? And like 81, he made 10 in a row. Nice. He went up there and just drained 10 free throws in a row. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> That's really cool. <sighs> Yeah, so... Dang, uh, and he listens every day. Caitlin's going to I love that. <laughs> Between 7.30 and 8 uh, Central Time. So, so. cool. Uh, we can play Name That Jim in his honor. Okay. Oh, guys, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin's grandfather listens between 7.30 and 8 a.m. His name is Jim. So this segment is dedicated to him and unintentionally all the other Jims out there listening too. Question number one. Buzz in with your name if you know it. Everybody can play. Oh. Turn your mic up, Ray. John Krasinski's character on The Office. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Jim Halpert. Correct. Wow. Number two. What's the brand of beef jerky? Eddie. Eddie. Slim Jim. Correct. Oh, come on. Wow. One to one, on. baby. Let's on. snap into a slim. Wow. Next up. He played Sheldon on The Big Bang Theory. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Jim Parsons. Correct. Wow. Two to one. And the race is on. Is anyone on. else going to play this? <laughs> Here we I go. feel a little guilty. I have some clips up here, so. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, then don't play. Okay, but Eddie and Lunchbox okay. and Morgan, you go play. Uh, this restaurant has. Lunchbox! Go ahead. Gyms. No, incorrect. Oh. Eddie, let me finish it. Good, good. This restaurant has freaky fast, freaky fresh sandwiches. Oh, Jimmy Jack! Morgan! Oh, Morgan! Oh! She oh! comes out of nowhere! <laughs> that was so rude. <laughs> I thought I had all the time in the world. <laughs> you got Dang. me, Wow. Good one, Eddie. Hey, she's on the board. She blocked you out. Wow. Lunchbox two, Eddie one. Morgan number two, one. Wow. The thing is, I know how Lunchbox's mind works. He's already thinking of every gym possible. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, in the. Okay, here we go. The talking cricket in Pinocchio. G- Eddie, Eddie. Eddie. Jiminy Cricket. Correct. Oh. oh <laughs> nice. Dang it. Two. The lead singer of The Doors. Eddie. Lunchbox. Eddie. Jim Morrison. Correct. Dang it. Do you know that? No. 
<laughs> Don't even know who that is. The creator of the Muppets, Eddie. Eddie. Jim Henson. Correct. Yeah! Oh, no. He's running yeah. away with it now. Come on, yeah, guys. I know let's that go. One. I didn't know that one. The Canadian actor. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Jim Carrey. Correct. Oh, wow. The 39th president of the Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Jimmy Carter. Correct. We what? now have a tie. What on earth? With one to go. Come on. It's the final one I have on the piece of paper. Do we have a clip of this one, Ray? Yep. Let me talk in your ear quietly. You have that? Okay. I'm going to play a clip. Oh, man. It's going to be a dang music clip. And well, that's got, the clip. And yeah. he's got the advantage. No, because you why? You know that. Music. Your ears work. All right, here we go. Name this artist. Lunchbox. Go ahead. Uh, go Jimi ahead. Hendrix. Incorrect. Dang it. She's out. No, she's not. She's not out. Oh, she's not? Okay, Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> I was like, I was getting all cocky here singing it. Jim Croce. Correct. There you go. Eddie is a winner. That was a good game, though. That was a good one. That was a good one. Dang, that was good. <laughs> that felt good. That was fun. Yeah. That was a battle. <laughs> it was. It was a Man, battle to the end. When Lunchbox came in with like two in a row, and then I came in with like two in a row. They'll probably yeah. make it 30 for 30 on this. Let's wow. be honest. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Terrell Potter is a retired cop in Alabama, started having issues with his kidneys, and he found out, I'm going to need a kidney transplant. So word gets out, and Jocelyn James hears that he needs a kidney. She's like, man, that's that cop that locked me up numerous times over the years. Went and got tested, perfect match, donated her kidney to him. Wow. Because she was battling battling opioids. Opioids, yeah. And (laughs) she said, he helped change my life. He turned my life around by locking me up all those times. And they both had, they, he had the surgery, and he's doing great. Wow. I bet he didn't rest her again, if that means. No, he gets a free pass. <laughs> all right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. So if you remember a few weeks back, Lunchbox saw some neighbors. They were all inside of a house having a little party, and he called the cops. And he said, this is not COVID safe. And the cops came. He doesn't know what happened. But then he's walking back around in the neighborhood. About a week later, they're like, hey, you going to call the cops on us again? <laughs> Yeah. So, our listeners deemed you a Karen. Yeah, they did. For being safe and looking out for the goodness of others, I'm a Karen. But, okay, whatever, people. If you want people to get sick, that's up to you. Now, the question is, is Eddie a Karen? Oh! Because this go. is what happened. Explain the situation. Don't right. defend yourself. I'm just not, explain the situation. So, I'm with my kids at a bouncy house place, like a trampoline place. And we're all having fun. There's not a lot of people in there because there's COVID, you know. We've got wearing masks and being safe, but... In the corner over there, there's a little teenage couple making out. I mean, it's really getting hot and heavy. And I'm like, all right, boys, look look the other way. But they're, they're boys, and they're all like, ooh, look over there, Dad. Look. I'm like, guys, stop. Guys, these guys were, like, going at it, making out. And I'm like, all right, somebody needs to, like, slow this down a little bit. So I talked to my wife about it, and we said, let's tell the people in the front to break up the party. So we did. So you went to... The front desk. And said, I'll be the front desk. Yeah, uh, sir. Yeah, hi. Look, we have four kids. There's this little couple, teenage couple, kids making out in the corner over there. Can you please tell them to stop? <laughs> and then they said, Oh, okay. They're just making out over there. Yeah, I mean, they're making out. Our kids are staring at them. Like, this is just not, it's not good, really. Let's break it up. 
Okay, we'll send someone over there, sir. And so did they? They did. Did you watch the- I did. And did they stop? They sent someone over there. They broke them up, and they're like, oh, okay. You can tell them, like, giving them a little attitude or whatever. So they held hands and started jumping the trampolines. That's more like it. Jump up and down with your holding hands. You don't have to make out in the corner. All right, you guys can call us. Leave us a message. 877-77-BOBBY. Is Eddie a Karen for this? (laughs) Let's pull the room. Raymundo, is Eddie a Karen? So I'm guessing they weren't wearing masks. Well, no, they're making out. Well, and it sounds like, did you say your whole family was wearing masks? Yeah, but that was our choice. It wasn't policy or anything. Yeah, I don't think you can just do that kind of PDA, especially at a family establishment. A baseball game, you can get away with it, but that's a kid-centered type of activity. So no, Eddie, you were fully right as a dad to do that. Wow, right. Thank you. Lunchbox, I know you want another Karen on your team. Go ahead. Dude, I want to say, Eddie, I've got you a jersey, and I got you a spot in the starting lineup because you are a Karen. (laughs) There are two teenagers that are having some freedom out from their family, and they're not, you know, mom and dad hovering over. So they're swapping a little spit. Who cares? Let them be them. You worry about you, and let them make out. They're not hurting anybody by kissing each other. I mean, oh, you are a terrible, terrible person. How you doing, Karen? All right. (laughs) One vote no, one vote Karen. Morgan? Oh, he is absolutely a Karen. These, this little teenage couple had no impact on your life whatsoever. They're minding their own business. All you guys had to do was look away and go on with your lives, but you didn't, and you made them stop. You're a Karen. I wish Amy was here. Um, <laughs> what do you Eddie, say, Bones? You are not a Karen. Thank Woo! you. Thank it you. It wasn't you that was bothered. You were doing it for your kids. Correct. And also... Hey, bratty teenagers, go to a part, go, go into a corner where people can't see you. Thank you. So I'm going to go not a Karen. I think it's okay if you want to say, hey, stop making out in public. Man, when you're a parent, you have to just do what's right for the kids. And the, look, if I was a teenager, I'd look at them and be like, hey, hey props, man. Nice. Make out away. But you're not. You're a parent. You got to look out for your kids. They're watching. It's not a good thing. It's two to two, though. Oh, Amy's boy. not here to give the fifth vote. <laughs> but Scuba Steve, our executive oh. producer. Scuba Steve, is Eddie a Karen? And does he join Team Karen? So my thought on it is, now that I'm going to have a daughter myself, I'd almost appreciate someone like you breaking up uh, this boy and girl thing going on. So it is Karen-like, but I I think I have to go with you being a Karen. Yeah, I'm the deciding boat and you're a Karen. Oh, Eddie's now a Karen. (laughs) Wow. I thought he was going one direction. I was, but it's just, it is kind of like, like Morgan said, it's not your business. Leave him alone. Like, move on. Who cares? Dang. Man, so you would have been dude. that guy when we were in middle school yeah, breaking yeah. us up at the roller skating rink yeah, that we were w- making out. That was for sure up. me at the... Bre- what? <laughs> he said breaking us up. Like, he was always the one making oh, dude, out. We were making out in jail. <laughs> what? Yeah, they had a little thing called jail, like where it was like some bars, and you called it jail, and you go in there and make out, and woo, the roller skating rink right over there on Burnett Road. It was awesome. Did everybody have a roller skating rink? Yeah. I had, I had Crystal Palace. I had Fantasyland. <laughs> What'd you have in Kansas, Morgan? I don't remember what it was called, but we definitely went for like PTO nights. But you don't, have, Eddie. Where was yours? Fantasyland. Yeah, in McAllen, South Texas. Yeah, that's why. I, I mean, I got my first kiss there. See, that's sure. oh, the first it, time I ever held a girl's hand was roller skating. Yeah, oh, couple skate. skate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was pretty good at the limbo, so I kind of flexed my limbo <laughs> skills a little bit. How low can I you go? I could never spread my legs out wide, but I could get very low. So I was really good. But not great. The great ones do the splits underneath it. Oh, yeah. The great ones. The great ones. Could you skate backwards? Like, yeah. Like some of the other great ones? Yeah, because you go, you go out, in, out, in. Yeah. Man, those guys, the guys that can go backwards look so cool, yeah, you know? I wasn't, they show again, off. I wasn't great at it, but I was good. If I needed to go backward, I could. Yeah. Raymundo, did you have a skating rink? I did, but I think it might have been nameless. It was probably just called Roller Skating Rink. 
It was a, we went all the time. You <laughs> just I, said that. I cannot tell you what it was called. All right. Uh, call us and let us know if you think Eddie's a Karen. 877-77-BOBBY. Said nobody won my money for 20 bucks. Gonna get it. Yeah. I'm going to give it away on my Instagram page. I'm just going to get on my Instagram and go, all right, post your Venmo, and I'll just start sending people 20 bucks. Just randomly? Just for no other reason. Well, that's nice of you. <laughs> Lunchbox is riding it down. <laughs> Go to Bobby's. I'm on uh, Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones, if you want to follow me. I think Bobby Claus is back in action okay. today. Okay. Mr. Bobby Bones. And if you have a Venmo account, just post it up there, and I'll just start sending people 20 bucks at a time. Listen, I'm very fortunate to be where I am, and you know, I don't want to take that for granted. And they don't give us any money to promote our show, so I have to use my own. Bottom line. Yeah. Well, not bottom line. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it comes to. But if you follow me, Mr. Bobby Bones, today, I'll do five or six of them. And just give away 20 bucks. May even give away a special $100. Oh, wow. Oh, How are you going to pick that person? I, randomly? Randomly. Wow. Or I let Caitlin or look at it and just pick, she'll, she'll pick a number or, yeah, yeah. So we'll do that. That wildfire in California started because of a gender reveal mess up. Mm. And now it's been in the news a bit. But as multiple wildfires burn in California, one was started during a gender reveal party. A gender reveal in UK, but California resulted in a massive fire that has burned over 8,000 acres so far and endangered more than 20,000 homes. The cause of the fire, a pyrotechnic device that emits colored smoke to show the baby's gender. The device accidentally lit some nearby grass on fire. The family tried to put it out with water bottles. It quickly got out of control. Can you imagine when it gets out of control? You're just like, oh my God. Well, Helpless. There it is. We suck. Nothing uh, you can we're do probably going it. to jail or we're going to lose all our money. Yeah. Holy Lord. This isn't the first time this has happened, mm-hmm. right? couple times on gender reveals. Yeah. By the way, I'll get to gender reveals in a second. Okay. <laughs> a smoke-generating pyrotechnic device used at the party caused the El Dorado fire in San Bernardino Cali, uh, County to uh, get into action. Uh, quote, I accidentally set the woods on fire. That was, one of the kids was yelling that. I don't mm. know they quoted a kid in the background yelling that. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> hey, so, so they're, they're legal... Action or like, do they yeah. press charges? Um, I don't know about, I don't know about legal. They can probably charge them, and I had seen that they were going to uh, maybe charge them for all the fire department oh. time, money, Gosh. supplies. Um, so gender reveals in an open field in a hundred degree weather in California probably are no go. Even though it was an accident, there were a lot of there were a lot of ingredients there. That could have made a really bad situation mm-hmm. happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about gender reveal parties, though, period? Hate them. I didn't do them. Hate them. And they weren't a thing, I guess, when I had... Well, no. I mean, even when I had my my second son, it, it, was a, it was a thing, but we didn't do it. I don't know. I don't like them. So, I don't hate them. And let's say Caitlin and I were having a kid, and she was like, let's have one. I'm really passionate about it. I would do it. However, I just know that if... I'm dunking a basketball and it pops okay. on the bottom. Or <laughs> yeah, how about a cake? I'm oh, I'm cutting a cake and I'm looking for blue and pink. I just know how I'm gonna react if it's pink. Oh, here we and go. And it ain't gonna be pretty. Wasn't there a basketball player that did that and he couldn't hide his emotions? He was just like really dis- like just destroyed when it was pink. So, and I know <laughs> in the end I will be super happy about it. I know after I had the kid and she was wonderful, I'd be like well, I was so wrong. But me at this stage, before I've had a kid, if I cut it. And it was pink. I couldn't fake it. So right now you don't want, you're not hoping for a, a daughter? Not first. Yeah. Right now you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to be a dad to a boy. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, hey, I th- every, I think all guys think like that yes, at first. Yes, all guys do think yes. like that. I agree. Um, so, I, again, some gender reveal parties are cute. I think they're fun sometimes. Um, basketball, yeah. huh? Well, Ex- exploding basketball. I like it. Like it's like a balloon thing. You <laughs> slam it. There's a, a border patrol agent pleads guilty to starting wildfire and gender reveal gone wrong. I this, remember this that. This is one. a different one. Dennis Dickey, 37, has agreed to pay more than $8 million for starting a fire during a 2017 gender reveal event. Didn't he shoot, I think, a a thing that exploded? Is that what it was? Yeah, I remember that video. And there's a picture of the fire, and it looks like it just... (sighs) uh, It's from a movie. It's so big. Yeah. Was it pink or blue? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's just unfortunate, right? They definitely didn't have this party with this in mind. Right. And then who ha- who's on the on the hook for that? The person that threw the party or the parents? Or the you know the about to be parents. I mean it's whoever started the fire, right? But okay, but if it's a pyro thing and is it who pushed the button or who lit the fuse? <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. You're the judge. What do you think? This is a tough one, man. This might be one of the ones where you sit in the jury room for like hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just need we need more Panera bread. We're gonna be here for a while, Your Honor. <laughs> it's a twenty four hour hung jury. Uh, I would think that Whomever threw the party, mm. the organizer of the event, because had the event not been organized, the fire wouldn't have happened. Would the damage be less if they say, hey, guys, why don't we just split all of this? Oh, I'm not volunteering. Uh, yeah, who's going to volunteer for <laughs> yeah, that? I'm out. You know, they're all, like, we were all they all forgot for they were related real quick. What's it like? <laughs> hey, somebody want to help me out with this bill? Dang. I uh, saw that. And then uh, Arby's is selling meat by the pound now, in case you guys get hungry. Arby's is now selling three of its sliced meats by the pound or half pound at different locations. Uh, people wanted it. They love it. That's a lot of meat. Guys, I've never had Arby's. Ever, really? Ever in my life. By the way, tomorrow we're eating things uh. that we hate to see if we like them now. Everybody come in with an open mind tomorrow. Yep. Because I'm going to have a spoonful of peanut butter. Never had it in my life. Do we have to bring our own food or is that no, being provided? No, it'll, be, it'll be supplied. Okay. Never had peanut butter in my life. I'm going to have a spoonful. Yes. Are you doing creamy or crunchy? It's whatever that Mike D deems appropriate for me. Okay. Lunchbox will eat some uh, some cooked broccoli. Oh. Eddie will eat... Olives. Oh. Now, there are different kinds of olives. You can yeah. choose whatever. I hate them all. You, so, but you'll, you, it's not just one, because I'm going to have a whole spoonful. You'll need to have like four. What? Oh. Four? Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, Morgan's going to have... Celery. Which I think you just got out of Morgan's like water. I don't like water. <laughs> it's a, it's the, the stringy texture of celery I don't like. And then Raymundo hates tomatoes. Yeah, when you crunch down on it, you get those. The, it's just a gross mixture the, of the tomato plant, whatever that is. Yeah, tomorrow we will be uh, doing all that. By the way, check out yesterday's podcast. We had Clay Walker on the show, and he actually performed. We got to keep it on the podcast, which we don't normally get to put up much live music inside the podcast, but for legal reasons. But go and search for Bobby Bone Show wherever you listen to your podcast and check out Clay Walker. We love 90s country on the show. And man, he just ripped through some songs and it was amazing. A Texas woman loses 70 pounds after her ex-boyfriend says she's too fat to date. Wow. Miriam Blanco, a 33-year-old mother of four, claimed she was dumped by her ex for being, quote, too fat. She said, I had an ex that would always tell me no one wants to end up with someone fat and that I was lucky he was even sticking around. What a piece of crap this guy what sounds a like. What jerk, huh? man. I remember that stuck with me for a long time. Sometimes it still gets to me. After that, I was depressed, single mother or two. I hated how I looked. I had very low self-esteem. I used to tell my husband if he left me in front of the woman, I wouldn't be angry because I knew he could do better than me. So, the pharmacy tech from Houston 
managed to turn her insecurity into motivation and lost 70 pounds from 218 to 150. Well, good for so her. basically 70 pounds. In 2015, uh, she was in a car accident that left her with severe back pain, and doctors limited her options to surgery or relying on pain medication. She didn't want either. And now she works out daily, even after working 12-hour shifts and making sure that she gets her protein, carbs, fats. And, you know, good for her for making that change. You hate mm-hmm. that someone had to treat her like garbage. Yes. For her to feel she needed to do that. And I hate that he's still part of the story, too. Like, I feel like he's such a jerk about it. Well, like, what kind of person says that to another person? I'm a terrible Just break person. up with them. If there's something about him, it could be anything. Just, just, you know what? This isn't for me. Yeah. But to say something like that to someone is awful. Uh, good for her. Love that she did it. Hope she's able to maintain it. That's awesome. Here's another one. A woman loses over 80 pounds after being barred from a bachelorette party. Due to her weight. Jeez. Hannah Guthrie says that an embarrassing moment at a bachelorette party to change her, that caused her to change her life. After being told that she was too heavy to ride a Segway, which was happening at one of the events, she was forced to sit on the side and watch everybody mm. else have the party. At the time, she weighed over 280 pounds. It was so awful. It was my new boyfriend, sisters, on and on. But, so, but she did. She lost the weight. So it's, I mean, that's good. Gosh, that's so, some sad stories. That's, the way people are treating other people. That's that stinks. Yeah. You know, I obsess, especially when we're shooting a show about keeping my weight to a space because I want to look thin on TV. And so I w- unhealthily, and Amy would really give me the stink eye right now, <laughs> I weigh myself about three times a day. Uh-huh. And I know where I should weigh throughout the day. And for me, it's a good check of what I need to do. Short-term goal. Um, but now every day, I go in and get on my scale and Caitlin puts a note over the top of it. It was like, you look great. Stop uh, weighing yourself. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Every day I got to peel it up. And part of me's like, that's really sweet. But part of me's like, let me just weigh myself. Come on. That's this, funny. Remember we were in. Uh, we were in. Uh, what's it? Virginia Beach? Yes. We were in Virginia Beach. And Arkansas was playing basketball. And yep. we were getting our butts kicked. Yep. And we had to go do sound check at halftime. Mm, and, and, and Arkansas was giving me like 25 points. <laughs> yes. And I was like, hey, when I come back, just make sure. Arkansas is in the lead, knowing that she has no control over that. So Eddie and I go to sound check. We come back. She has created a fake score, just like the one on TV, in tape, and taped it on the TV. Right over where it the was existing like Arkansas scoreboard. 106, Alabama 83. <laughs> Hilarious. And then when you peeled the sticker off, what was the real score? Well, it wasn't that good. I'll be honest with you. Gosh, and you're I so had funny that way. And I bet on games forever, and you guys are like, you should bet again. You should yeah. bet again. And I was like, you know what? I want to hang out with Ray and Eddie. Lunchbox are betting. So I put some money on a betting app, bet it. They took all my money. Yeah. And Arkansas lost. Yeah. So I was did. out. That was stupid. Yeah, you never bet after that again. You, no, you know? I have no need. <laughs> okay. I have no need to bet. I all used right. to bet all the time. I used to gamble so uh-huh. much. And now it's like I only get an emotion if I really lose big, and I don't like that emotion. Because if I win, I'm like, ah, cool. I'll just bet it. More. There's not a real enjoy- Joy from winning. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I get that. The only time I feel anything is when I lose. Like I won two bucks yesterday and I got really excited. And that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. So Lynn Goodman, who is a judge on Dancing with the Stars, the old guy, mm-hmm. won't be in the ballroom this season. So Really? So Carrie Ann. E.T. spoke with the new host and executive producer who is Tyra Banks and said, and talking to because the premiere is the 14th, which I think is Monday. And pro dancer, celebrity contestants have already been announced. But Lynn Goodman, Carrie Ann Bruno 
Tony Oli. <laughs> How do you say that? I don't know. Bruno. Tom Yoli. Tony. I sh- Bruno Tom Yoli. No, that's not right. I should know that. He's a wonderful guy. Um, quote, Carrie Ann is definitely back. And Bruno, who I can't wait to vibe with because he's just as crazy as I am. At the moment, we're trying to figure out how to incorporate Lynn Goodman because he's in England and all the travel restrictions oh, because of COVID. that makes sense. So he's there. Um, Derek Huff is going to be a judge too. Okay. So they're having four total? Well, I don't know if Lynn's going to be able to do if it. If Lynn, okay. Wow. I don't know if they're going to put a camera in or not. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm happy too. I've told you, I already, hey, got, hey. I already got screwed over on the hosting job. But um, that's... I'm, I'm anxious to see the first episode. I'll treat it like I do a Major League Baseball season. I'll watch the first, like <laughs> the fir- opening day. I'll watch the first few weeks. <laughs> That's what I do too. And then about the middle of it, about games 60 through 85, maybe 90. I'm like, how to, how to, let me just check online. Let me just check online. And then we'll see you back in October. You know, like 120 to 162, I'm right there. That's how I'll do Dancing with the Stars too. Um, but I love that show. I do. I love the show. I love the people there. Uh, that's what's up. Thank you, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby, Bobby.